A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The ungodly reasoned unsoundly, saying to themselves, Let us lie and wait for the righteous man, because he is inconvenient to us and opposes our actions. He reproaches us for sins against the law and accuses us of sins against our training. He professes to have knowledge of God and calls himself a child of the Lord. He became to us a reproof of our thoughts. The very sight of him is a burden to us because his manner of life is unlike that of others and his ways are strange. We are considered by him as something base and he avoids our ways as unclean. He calls the last end of the righteous happy and boasts that God is his father. Let us see if his words are true and let us test what will happen at the end of his life. For if the righteous man is God's child, he will help him and will deliver him from the hand of his adversaries. Let us test him with insult and torture so that we may find out how gentle he is and make trial of his forbearance. Let us condemn him to a shameful death, for according to what he says, he will be protected. Thus they reasoned, but they were led astray, for their wickedness blinded them, and they did not know the secret purposes of God nor hoped for the wages of holiness, nor discerned the prize for blameless souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord is near to broken hearts. The of the Lord is against evildoers to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to broken The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord rescues them from them all. The Lord is near to broken keeps all their bones, not one of them will be broken. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. The Lord is near to broken hearts. 
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. No one lives on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went about in Galilee. He did not wish to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders were looking for an opportunity to kill him. Now, the Jewish festival of booths was near. But after his brothers had gone to the festival, then he also went, not publicly, but as it were, in secret. Now, some of the people of Jerusalem were saying, is not this the man whom the authorities are trying to kill? And here he is, speaking openly, but they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Messiah? Yet, we know where this man is from. But when the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Then Jesus cried out as he was teaching in the temple, You know me. And you know where I am from. I have not come on my own, but the one who sent me is true. And you do not know him. I know him because I am from him and he sent me. Then they tried to arrest Jesus, but no one laid hands on him because his hour had not yet come. The Gospel of the Lord. Again, a reminder that at the end of Mass today, the Blessed Sacrament will be exposed in the monstrance on the altar for adoration until 9.30 a.m., And during that time, the opportunity for the sacrament of penance will be provided in the confessional. At 9.30, there will just be a brief moment of prayer, and the blessed sacrament will then be reposed. And we shall do the very same thing again next Friday, including starting with confessions before 7.30 in the morning, right up until almost the time that Mass begins and then the same procedure at the end of Mass. We also ask for your kind prayers for the repose of the souls now of two who will be laid to rest, Joe Costa, whose funeral Mass will be celebrated tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., and Muriel Palermo, whose funeral Mass will be celebrated on Monday at 12.30 p.m. Please keep these and their families and all those who are grieving in your thoughts and prayers at this time. You know, I listened to this book of wisdom reading today, written, well, 
certainly at the very, very least a hundred years before Jesus, probably more, and think to myself, how did they know what was going to be going on in the heads of Jesus' opponents decades and decades and decades later? How did they know? How did they know it so precisely, so exactly? Of course, we are talking about the inspiration of Scripture, but we're also talking about human nature. And true wisdom knows human nature very well and knows how readily it objects to that which confronts it. I still think, and I've spoken of this in the past, that the most thought-provoking line in that passage is close to the beginning of it. When the ungodly, as they are reasoning unsoundly and speaking to themselves, say, we're going to lie in wait for this righteous man, and we're going to persecute him and all the rest of it, because, well, he's a whole bunch of things that confronts us, but because he is inconvenient to us. What a almost drab word to use for what raises their fierce ire to the extent that they almost want to go right ahead and put him to death right now, and they certainly are going to plot to torture him. And yet you stop and think about it, and you realize, why not? What better word is there to describe what so often is our spirit about that which will confront us and challenge us? It's inconvenient. Remember Al Gore's famous and inconvenient truth about climate change and the whole destruction of the earth. Inconvenient. What is particularly inconvenient about the whole thing? Because it actually butts up against the sacred cow of business as usual, of doing what we've always done, and being quite content to be just left alone, to do what we've always done, to think what we've always thought, to always be able to just carry on. Don't bother me. Don't let anything change the way I like to think and the way I like to act. When I am brutally honest with myself, I realize how often I regard a lot of things as being inconvenient because they challenge a whole way of thinking and acting. Even when I know, even when I really know that that way of thinking and acting is counterproductive, is not helpful, is not growthful, I still don't want the inconvenience of having to change it, especially not coming from somebody else as a challenge. So, in a certain sense, the whole thing is an exposing of the very most utterly petty aspects of our lives. We just don't like to be disturbed in the way we've decided is the way that we're going to live. But of course, this does not stop the righteous one from challenging. And nothing stopped Jesus from challenging 
those who had already decided who God was, already just had it all sewn up and in the bag, as they always used to say, about what God was all about and how God would act and how you had access to God and what kinds of things were predictable ways to achieve your ends. Jesus necessarily had to challenge that because being God himself, <laughs> he had to expose the truth and reveal the truth. And only those whose hearts were ready to be inconvenienced, ready to be challenged, would permit themselves to really hear him and to be changed and to be truly fulfilled. And oftentimes, as the psalm suggests to us, the heart that is more prepared for that is the broken heart. The heart that has already experienced deep anguish. That is the heart that is ready to receive the new life that Jesus promises. Sometimes, as I have suggested, that could be the case in part because one says, well, I've got nothing left to lose anyway. But it's often when we have hit bottom that Jesus now has a chance. So the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall rescue them. As one who is the ultimate righteous one who has been condemned, he knows what it is like, and he knows how to reach the heart that is truly ready to receive him. Pray that we may have that kind of heart, ready to receive him, ready even to be inconvenienced by him, so as to be saved by him.